0: Bukhar Tov, everybody. So, we're continuing with the Gerrit HaRamban, and we've been talking about the fascinating and extremely, extremely important and relevant topic of Tefillah. And the Ramban had written that a person should remove from his heart all the external matters from his mind, from his heart, when he stands to pray, and carefully prepare himself and his heart in the presence of Akadosh Baruch. Hu. So, we discussed different things related to what we pray for, how we pray, the Kavanah during the Tefillah. So, now, Rabbi Foyer. Uh, continues with a fascinating idea. So he, I'll read you from Rabbi you He says, Prayer is a moment of transformation. Tifilah is a point of change within a person. Now, he's going to discuss in, this, in the next few sections two different ways. He doesn't connect them, but we can connect them. Two different ways in which Tifilah is transformative. So let's talk about the first one. So he says that before he speaks to God, before a man, when a man approaches HaKadosh Baruch Hu for Tifilah, so before he does that, so man is alone and frightened, right? The world can be a scary place. A person has many worries, has many concerns. He, has, um, he may even be weak and torn by his concerns, he says, or his worries, or overwhelmed by them. But when the moment of Tifilah arrives, when the person arrives at those words, Hashem Sfatai Tiftach, and he stands before HaKadosh Baruch Hu in prayer, so what happens? Man understands that he has a quote, a caring and sympathetic ear to talk to. Man understands that he's standing in front of a Kadosh Baruchu. And Hashem's listening. Hashem cares. It matters to Hashem. Hashem's listening. Hashem is sympathetic to his needs. So therefore, he turns to Hashem to request what he needs. But part of requesting what he needs is admitting his own frailty, admitting that his own limitations. Once he can admit his own limitations, and he needs HaKadosh Baruch Hu to help him. So he allows that burden to slip off his shoulders and he realizes that he's not alone. He realizes that Hashem is there. He can turn to Hashem in his tefillah. Whatever's going on in his mind and his heart, he can turn to Hashem in that tefillah. And that's actually, uh, I once read from Rav Olbi, maybe from somebody else, I think it's Rav Olby, who says that if a person is struggling with Kavanah and tefillah, all those other thoughts that he or she is having that distract he or she, from the tefillah, he can incorporate those thoughts into the tefillah itself. Meaning, a person is worried about something that's going on in his life. He's worried about somebody who's ill. He's worried about Parnassah. So then he can take those worries and incorporate them into the brachot of the Shemona Ezra. So he gets to Baruch Aleinu. So he can think about whatever his concerns are when it comes to finances. Or when he when he's... Um, if he's concerned, let's say, about somebody who's uh, not well, so that he can direct his tefillah in the bracha of Rifaenu to help for the person who needs his tefillah. So one very useful tool that we suggests is directing one's thoughts and concerns that are distracting him from tefillah and making them part of the tefillah, using them as a tool to help him in the tefillah as opposed to a, to a part of a distraction from tefillah. And here... Rabbi Foyer quotes a beautiful, beautiful Pasuk that I, I always find to be very inspirational. He writes it here in English, but I'll say as much as I remember it in Hebrew from Tehillim, Perik Nun Hey, Pasuk It He says, Shlach al Hashem yehavcha v'hu yechal Cast upon your Hashem your burden, whatever is on your mind, whatever is worrying you, cast it upon Hashem. Throw it to Hashem, let Hashem take care of it. And He will sustain you. And then Hashem will take care of you, right? So when a person will, instead of being concerned about his worry or letting, allowing his worries to overwhelm him or to eat him up, he takes those worries and directs them and says, Hashem, here, I'm giving these worries to you. Hashem, please take care of them for me. So he creates, you know, that's not that doesn't happen automatically. A person has to have the humility to truly believe that he's dependent on somebody else. We'll talk about that in a, in a minute, that the nature of our world is one in which we feel like we're in control. Right? So tefillah requires a person to be able to step back and say that he's not in control. And really Hashem is in control in order for the tefillah to be effective. And he quotes here from Rabbi Cheska Levenstein uh, in his sefer on Emunah, that he says that when a person stands in prayer... He's standing like a beggar at the door with outstretched hands. He's asking Hashem. He's like a beggar. A person has to feel like he's, he's begging in front of Hashem. A person feels pride and arrogance at the time of tefillah. So then how could he come to Hashem and ask Him for things? He feels like he's the one who could do it himself. And just as a formality, he's, you know, as a favor, he's asking Hashem as well. That's not the way it works. He has to feel like he's dependent on Hashem. He has to feel the humility. He has to feel like he's a beggar. Uh, the humility of a beggar standing at the door with outstretched hands and he must fill himself, he quotes here, continues quoting from the Cheska Levenstein, he has the feeling, the awareness that his existence is entirely dependent upon Hashem. If he has that feeling that his existence is entirely dependent upon Hashem, so then his tefillah can be much, much more effective. That's a level of humility to have that. But once he realizes that, the real sustenance, the real support comes from HaKadosh Baruch Hu, not from the hand of man. So then Hashem rewards him and he gets his reward comes as a direct gift from Hashem and not from the hands, not through the hands of man, not through the intermediaries. Now, of course, there are always intermediaries, almost always intermediaries in life. But Hashem can also find ways to go above and beyond the intermediaries, to give some things people things that they wouldn't rationally, logically expect to receive. And Hashem can support them and give them. When a person comes to Hashem and the humility, the feeling of nothingness that he, that he has vis-à-vis HaKadosh Baruch Hu, we discussed much earlier in the Sefer as we discussed the matters of humility. We discussed that feeling of nothingness that a person feels vis-à-vis HaKadosh Baruch Hu. And then once he has that feeling, he he sort of, uh, removes his ego from the situation, and the ego, which could be a barrier between him and Hashem, the ego disappears, and then there's a direct connection, a direct pipeline of of shefa from Hakadosh Baruch Hu that comes from uh, straight down to him from Hakadosh Baruch Hu. Okay, we'll I'll pause over there, and then Mr. Hashem, tomorrow we'll continue in this in this topic about. Feeling humility and helplessness in Tefillah, and, uh, and we'll hopefully get to the second transformative aspect of Tefillah of how it can completely change your person. Have a wonderful day, everybody. Call to.